0: season's over Just, on, yeah. now. It's, it's we're, we're done it's, we're losing first place tonight it's, literally it's, tonight
1: by the time you listen to this episode the mets will most likely not be in first place
0: yeah
1: there's a very good chance of that oh by the way welcome oh. to, welcome to another episode of too many men it's eric zach and trish um tony not here tom not here john not here but as you know they might pop in throughout the episode <laughs> What is happening? They just, to club? what, Trish?
0: Just be happy they're not the Yankees. All right. Trish, I don't want to hear it. All right. I really don't from you. You <laughs> what you, are you, you, ha- about? you have no idea my pain. You have no idea. I, I have you some idea. You, you couldn't even fathom. All right. You Listen. Yankee fans have one bad year. And you, and you start calling for the end of the world. they like the end of the whole franchise.
2: Listen, <laughs> all I'm saying is this shit doesn't happen under George Steinbrenner. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, no, you're completely That's, right. You're 100% right there. You have the but correct you, Steinbrenner
2: in office? None of this been, shit goes down.
0: But you've been a playoff team, even with Adam, for the last – I forgot when he left, but it's definitely like 20 years now, right? Something like that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you've, you've <laughs> won 20 years of winning a World Series, winning two – In twenty-two years or twenty-one years, and then also in the playoffs every freaking year. So I don't want to hear it, Trish. I really don't.
1: I will will say this about the Yankees: Derek Uter's final year there, the team was horrible. That roster was not good. And you know, that's arguably arguably a worse roster than this year's record. Yeah, and you know what the final record of of those Yankees was? Eighty-five and seventy-seven. They have not finished under five hundred since nineteen ninety one, and as of this recording, the Yankees have a better chance to make the postseason right now than the Mets, which yeah, is of unbelievable. Course, of
0: course they do. <laughs>
1: Why wouldn't they? <laughs> it's been two two weeks, and See, one one New York team goes north, the other team goes south. Yeah. Listen,
2: I can't get over that loss to the uh, Orioles the other day. That was terrible. You can't you can't drop games against the Baltimore Orioles.
1: Welcome liked. to my world. <laughs> we, we we lost we lost a series against the Pirates and the Marlins. That's rough. That's rough. The Pirates
2: did that first base chase down. That's a uh, oof. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, that was that was bad. See, the Mets just have pitching that was overused through the first half, and then they get back from a long break, and they're, they're going to have some time. They don't have as much time to get back into it.
2: What's going on with uh, DeGrom?
0: He's hurt. He's got inflammation. Out until
1: reportedly mid-September.
0: Yeah, he said in 10 days, which that was a couple days ago, that they're going to do another MRI, and if it's looking good, he's going to start redoing his process again. And Syndergaard's out completely, right? I think he might be till September, possibly. Yeah. But more than likely, yeah, he's probably not. I don't see him coming back. I, and I, I honestly, at this point, I'd rather him not come back because we'll probably yeah. get him back cheaper.
1: I also – How do you feel – I think he takes a qualifying offer
0: too. Yeah. What How chart? do you
1: feel about the
2: Mets' quiet uh, free agency? Or trade quiet.
1: deadline. Or not even free
0: agency, but um, trade the trade deadline, Trade yeah. deadline. yeah. It wasn't that quiet. <laughs> I you mean, you mean, it got, was – well, It was quiet up until the final day. Yeah. Right. But, I mean,
2: you were expecting him to go out and spend all this money and get all these players that you need.
0: I thought we was going to go after a little bit more pitching. Although Baez, I feel like, is a huge upgrade in the middle infield. That's massive. And even third base if if he played it. And he's been hitting the ball very hard. He had a hit tonight. He he grounded out on a shitty curveball that was about to go into the dirt. But that's not here or there. Uh, I think he's going to be good. And I think him and Lindor in the uh, second and short is going to be insane.
1: So the other thing is the Mets played the Marlins. I believe it was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday's game. Yep. They left 15 guys on base.
0: Oh, yeah. that Base is loaded in the first inning, I think the fifth inning, and then the seventh inning.
1: That's Unbelievable.
0: They just can't hit with bases loaded. I have not seen one good hit this year with the bases loaded. We've only seen maybe a single or a sack fly. That's about it. You can't expect for anything else. Or it's just a strikeout and a double play and the inning's over because that happened tonight too. What's the
1: score of the game right now?
0: 2-1 Philly in the seventh. Matt's had bases loaded twice though. That to me (laughs) screams like it's done. I, it, it, it really is
1: like It, it feels like I, I, I've said that I think this is going to be the series That determines the NL East winner If Philly takes the series they win the division If the Mets take the series they win the division I think it's pretty clear cut But there by are, the time, there are oh, three other games in September
0: To worry about too And by the time we get back uh, You know to Grom And maybe even send him guard We're going to be so far out of it It's not going to
1: matter this 13-game series coming up against the Dodgers and Giants is going to be hell. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's going to be, that's going to be not good.
0: But MLB oh. kind of screwed us, man. I mean, granted, they didn't expect the Giants to be what they are. No. But to play, they're going to San Francisco, then to the Dodgers, then back home for San Francisco, and then the Dodgers coming again. It, that's brutal. <laughs> well, speaking We're of We're going to get shut out
1: every night. Speaking of that, we probably should announce now that, you know, too many men. Um, we were at Yankee Stadium on May 7th. Now we're coming to City Field. Oh, yeah, we are. We're, we're coming to City Field on August 26th for the last game in that Giants series, uh, which I am sure is just going to be nothing but joy and happiness. We'll be jumping off the balcony. Did you see probably. that they won – Did you see that they want Tatis to play center field if he comes back this year for the Padres? I did see that.
0: Why? Uh, I think he's played outfield before, but I, I don't get it. You got a star player in his prime, or going to be in his prime. pretty much in his prime.
1: He's in his prime,
0: yeah. Why would you move him? Why would you make him learn a whole new position at the major league level? I just feel like it's a waste. Especially with how good he's been at shortstop although he is athletic enough where I think he would be able to do it.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's a lot –
2: I don't want to say easier, but easier to move an infielder out to the outfield than it would be to try to move an outfielder to the infield. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Because most of everything you need to know as an outfielder, you know as an infielder. Like, you know how to catch a pop fly. You know how to catch one on a line. And realistically, it's mostly about speed and arm strength at that point. And that guy's quick as hell. And I'm sure his arm strength is fine to get it home from center field.
1: Right now, um, right now my pick for MVP is Fernando Tatis Jr. On if he stays healthy, which is right now a big if, because this could be season ending or it could be, you know, he's back in a little while. He was put on the 10-day DL. So there's that, or IL, I should say. Yes. Trish wanted to talk about the Devil signed Thomas Tatar. In yeah, I did. Uh, Thomas, come on, pronounce Tomas, his name. Sorry, sorry, Tomas Tatar. Thank in you. Agency. There you go. That's that's better. Um, <laughs> Thomas Tatar, a little bit of a down year last year for Montreal. He had 30 points in 50 games. Played in five playoff games during the Habs' run to the Stanley Cup final. And he left and signed a two-year, $9 million deal with the Devils in free agency. Your thoughts? I like the move. I I,
2: I think it's a, a good move by the Devils. They've had an amazing offseason this year, from the draft to Dougie Hamilton to some of those other guys that they picked up as, like, AHL dudes who could come up and play on the NHL level. They, played, they signed a couple two-way contracts, which I like to see. Um, too. And now and, and a goaltender To do a 1A, 1B again We'll see how that goes uh, I definitely am excited For Blackwood to have a solid goaltender That can actually come in and back him up Because yeah, his numbers don't look stellar But you've got to remember He's been on some really awful Detroit teams
1: Yeah and it's um, but He's been 50-50 and, But he's been really like consistent Is the thing
0: Yeah, and
2: you like to see that. But at the same time, like, he had no defense in front of him. His offense was atrocious. And, like, Detroit would lose games by, like, six goals because there was just no defense anywhere to be found.
1: Yeah, he split split time with Thomas between the pipes, so he's going to probably play the same amount of games in Jersey than he was in Detroit. Yeah.
2: And hopefully he can do a little better because he'll have a little more help on defense, a little more help on offense. Those games where he does let in a couple extra. Hopefully Tomas Tatar is that answer, is a goal scorer. I'm hoping – I keep seeing everywhere that he's going to play top-line minutes here. He is. I don't think he's going to be top-set. He wasn't – So, no, I'm not – I don't think – I don't – I don't think he's going to be top line, top line. I think maybe second line. That's Definitely top think. six. I just I – don't, I don't think he's going on that first line with
1: either – whether it's Hughes or Heisher. Now, the other thing that has been rumored is that New Jersey is still interested in Vladimir Tarasenko even after acquiring Thomas Tatar. We still agency. have, what,
2: $12 million well, in cap space?
1: $14 million base? in cap space with Yanni Koukounen and I think another restricted free agent. There's room to work with. And Tarasenko has two years left on his deal. I would do that at 50% retained all day. And how – honestly, how much is Quoken going to get? He's not going to get a den into $14 million. He's not going to get enough that puts us over the cap that we can't get Tarasenko. At 50% retained, it's 3.75 mil, which I think the Devils can do in a heartbeat. Oh, 100%. You could also trade one of the restricted free agents to be next season – in a deal for Tarasenko.
2: Absolutely. And honestly, at this point, we could give him a prospect. The, the Devils have a lot of prospects right now. And I I don't... I, I personally think it would be in the Devils' best interest since they're, for some reason, in this weird win-now mode, uh, which I found very interesting. And I, I actually wanted to ask your opinion about this. What do you think, like, of my breakdown of it i i feel like right now they're making a lot of moves that seem like they're in a very uh let's do this right now they're still set up for the future like don't get me wrong but it seems like all the trades they're making all the deals they're doing uh the players they've signed in free agency they're looking to make some
1: product now so that's what actually general manager tom fitzgerald said he said like we need to start winning now like we can't be waiting any longer The Metro is stacked this year. Do I think they make the playoffs this year? No. I think it's going to be close, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team just yet, just because of how stacked the division is. It really
2: depends on how everybody else does. If the Rangers repeat their performance from last year, it's not going to be great. And the Rangers really haven't done anything so far. Same with Philly. Same with Philly. Wow, me. same with Philly – Washington. All they really did was re-sign Ovi. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember much outside of that. Yeah,
1: it's been that's, that's they, really not even. They traded. You know, they traded Brendan Dillon. They got Vanacek back, but that's really it from Washington. Uh, now that's not out. to
2: say last year that Pittsburgh, Philly, and Washington weren't amazing teams. They were.
1: Well, it's Philly still going to be well, tough. Philly didn't make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but they were still a good team last year.
1: Uh-huh. They were disappointing. I'll say they that they were
2: better than the Devils, yeah. and they were better than the Rangers. So yeah. that's
1: <laughs> they were about the same level as uh, the Rangers. You also got to remember Carolina's coming back in our division. Right on, yeah. Which is which is big, and I'm scared of the Islanders too. The Islanders just keep looking better and better. Yeah, apparently they have Jack and uh, Palmieri locked up already.
2: That doesn't scare me at all.
1: No, but – You forget I watched Zajac and Paul Mary for yeah. six years. I'm yeah. not scared of me. um <laughs> Edmonton paid a lot of money to Darnell Nurse. Uh, eight years at $9.25 million. That's a lot of money. Where does Edmonton keep getting this money? They don't have this money. They're now out of cap room. Oh, my
0: God.
1: <laughs> what, are they, what are they doing? So, congratulations, Edmonton. Your offseason was an eight. Well, a seven-year deal for Zach Hyman, uh, Duncan Keith, and a Darnell Nurse worth $9.25 million a year. Dude,
2: Edmonton's got to figure it out. They keep spending all of their money on players, and they're really banking on Connor McDavid being able to drag them, kicking and screaming, to the Stanley Cup Finals. And it's I just not going to happen. I don't think the Oilers make the playoffs. He needs help. And if he doesn't get it, I hope he requests a trade. I know he loves the team. I know he loves playing for him, whatever, whatever he was drafted by him. I get it. But at the same time, this kid's going to want to win a cup. He's what, 26 now? Connor McDavid is 24 years old. 24. He's, he's young. 24. yeah. But he's moving up, starting to get to that age where he's going to be hitting his prime. You know, 26, 27, 28. So the, Thirty.
1: So the forwards not named Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl on the Oilers: Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Zach Hyman, Zach Cassian, Warren Fogle, Kyle Turris, Josh Archibald, Derek Ryan, Arvey, Devin Shore, Ryan McLeod, and Kyler Yamamoto. It's not going to. And
2: they really, they really need to get Connor some more help. Yeah. Like Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, great forward but other than the, outside of the uh, Connor McDavid and the other guy you named that can Dry sidle. outside of Dry sidle, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins you don't have an offense
1: your goalie and then, your goalies are Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith and that's not winning anything you
2: have negative goaltending and you have negative defense
1: you are not going to win games
2: by just hoping that Connor McDavid can score 7 goals a game because it's just not going to happen And you're going to burn him out, and he's going to request a trade. They need to figure that shit out in
1: Edmonton. You also just lost Adam Larson in free agency, who was arguably your best defenseman last season. Now you gave up Taylor Hall for no reason. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. So things not looking great in Edmonton after a middling uh, offseason. And, of course, Adam Larson went to Seattle uh, in free agency. And speaking of Seattle – uh Shining Stars, Pacific Northwest. So we decided to do Seattle and Vancouver. We decided to lump Vancouver in. Uh let's start. My number one, and I'd assume this is everybody else's number one. Does everybody else have Russell Wilson at number one? Yes. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So Zach's number one is Russell Wilson. Trish's number one is Russell Wilson. So was Tony's. He also had Russell Wilson at number one. My number I two? Mean, what were you gonna say, Trish?
2: I was gonna say it's hard not to have Russell Wilson is number one. I mean, he's the most like he is the guy there.
1: He's yeah. And he almost <laughs> requested a trade. Yeah. Gotta remember, well, just, <laughs>
2: all right. <laughs> let's
0: let's talk about almost requesting a trade. Those were all
2: rumors. Those None were, of that
0: was ever confirmed. Can you blame him though? If it was it's probably no. true. A
2: hundred percent no. I hope he gets out of there. Because they have not gotten him any type of line support in the past, like, five years, and it shows. Yeah, He gets killed on every play, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The fact that he's been able to get up from every hit, Seattle doesn't understand how lucky they are.
1: And you also got to remember, they didn't draft any offensive linemen until in the later rounds, and now their offensive tackle, Dwayne Brown, is upset, and he wants a contract extension. Oh. So... That happens. Listen, he's getting $10 million this year. Number two, Tony has DK Metcalf. I'm a little different from my number two. I have Bobby Wagner. Oh, nice. Y'all pro linebacker who everybody keeps forgetting is on this talented, talented Seahawks team. Oh, I have him on on my list. Don't worry. Zach, who do you have at number two? Uh, I
0: got Chris Carson. Nice. We're
1: all go. We're probably all going Seahawks here.
0: Yeah, that I, my, my top six guys. Are yeah, my, <laughs> my first couple too. Trish. I'm also going Metcalf, but it's for the specific
2: reason that when we started this uh, Shining Stars, we said, what's the player you're going to be walking down the street and go, oh, that's so-and-so. That's you're D-K-Metcalf. not going to see that gigantic yeah. man and not go, holy shit, that's DK Metcalf.
0: So you can yeah. pick you can pick him out of a crowd. <laughs> you
2: can. Yeah, you can pick him out of a lineup pretty easy. Like <laughs> that's him. That's that's the one. Who he's is the? Dull.
1: I know we bring this up every time we do Shine Stars. Who is that one guy that was on? Was it Degrom that was on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. No, it was Aaron Judge. Oh, it
2: was he, Judge?
1: Where he's walking through. The where he's wearing and
2: glasses. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: nobody knows him.
2: That, yeah, he's in Central Park, and he's literally interviewing people. And he goes, do you like the Yankees? And they're like, yeah, I love the Yankees. And he goes, who's your favorite player on the Yankees? And some of the people actually went, oh, Judge is my favorite player. And then he goes, oh, really? That's me. And he takes the fucking glasses off, and that's all they did. They put glasses on him, and no one recognized it. That, <laughs> that man's like 6'8". Six, six, eight. Yeah. He's. Crazy. I thought I recognized that gap. One of the people he was interviewing went, I thought I recognized that gap. You and Strahan, you're the only <laughs> ones with that gap.
1: <laughs> I love that video. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so, for, for the reasons Trish said prior, because you'd walk down the street and recognize DK Metcalf, my number three is DK Metcalf. There you go. Yeah. Exactly the same reason. Tony going a little out of the box, having Kyle Seeger as his number three. Hmm. Zach. Uh, I got Jamal Adams Jamal Adams Oh man Thank God John's not here Yeah. yeah let me, let me <laughs> that. By the way we don't have John's list John's list will be posted on our Twitter And our Instagram with the graphic Trish who do you have at number three
2: My number three is going to be Tyler Lockett
1: So Trish going two of the top Three Seahawks Wide receivers My number four is Jamal Adams there we go. Probably the best safety right now in the NFL <laughs> needs to get paid. Tony's number four is Elias Petterson of the Vancouver Canucks. Zach, who's your number four?
0: I got Lockett,
1: four. This is where Zach goes, Tyler Lockett. Trish. I'm going Adams at four. Man, Adams is such a character, though. He is. Like, he, I don't like him as a
2: person, but I definitely think he's one of the most famous people over there.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Easily. <laughs> yeah. And, and I really think that Adams going there, like I think that's a great fit for both sides cuz they needed help in the secondary and by getting him from the Jets, brilliant move. I'm joining Tony, I'm hopping on the Elias Petterson bandwagon at number 5, probably the best player <laughs> on the Vancouver Canucks. Tony has Quinn Hughes at number 5 also of the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Zach oh, my gosh. Five, I got Bobby Wagner. This is where
1: Zach goes Bobby Wagner. Trish. Well, I was going to go Elias Pedersen, but now I feel like I'm copying you. you no, there is – listen, it's, it's your list. You don't have to uh, – if you're going Pedersen, I'll put Pedersen down.
2: I'm going Pedersen and then a Hughes, just like Tony did. But Patterson that's I was
1: – Five, and then yep, four, Hughes at six. And Trish is going Quinn Hughes at number six. Tony's number six, a little outside the box. Chris Drieger, the new goalie for the Seattle Kraken. My number six is Tyler Lockett. This is where I have him slotted in. Zach,
0: uh, this is where I go. DK Metcalf. That's where DK Metcalf comes in.
2: You have Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf, Zach.
0: Lockett makes spectacular catches on the regular. Yes, he
2: does. But if you're walking down the street, you're telling me you're going to pick out Tyler Lockett before you pick out DK Metcalf?
0: If you're a Seattle fan and you've been watching for the past five years, yes, you're going to notice Lockett.
2: I don't think so. I think you're going to notice the mountain of the man first.
0: And then you'll notice skinny little Tyler Lockett over there on the side. Well, we never said that they were walking together on the side of the street. (laughs) That's how
1: I'm envisioning
0: it, Zach. Don't ruin
1: my fantasy. All right. Well, if they, on they one, have
0: to be by themselves.
1: On one side you have Tyler Lockett, <laughs> and on one side you have DK Metcalf. Yes. <laughs> all right. I'm still so.
2: going, holy shit, it's DK Metcalf. Before I go,
1: Oh my god, it's Tyler Smith. And and Trish Tyler will probably And Trish would probably run over for an autograph. Oh Definitely. yeah. Hey DK, sign this. <laughs> So we're at number seven. This is where Tony has Tyler Lockett. So then, number seven, this is where I have Quinn Hughes, the best defenseman on the Vancouver Canucks. Zach, who's your seven? Kyle Seeger. This is where Zach goes, Kyle Seeger. Trish, who's your seven? This is where I'm putting in Wagner. Bobby
2: Wagner.
0: That's deep for the veteran of Seattle. He's yeah, been there listen for a to while. Richard.
2: If Richard Sherman was still there, he would be a lot higher. And if um, we're not uh, playing an ifs
0: game here, Trey. No,
2: I know. But <laughs> Earl Thomas. Yeah. Earl Thomas, uh, the running back. I can't think of his name right now. Marshawn, Marshawn
0: Lynch. He's Marshawn good. Lynch.
2: He would. He would be up there. Marshawn, he'd probably be. He'd be second. Second.
1: I would say number one.
2: Yeah, I was yeah, going to say that's he, sure. he's, he's in a lot of Russell. commercials.
1: He's probably number one. Yeah, he, he definitely if he was here.
2: It was after he was his, I'm just here so I don't get fined. He became the most famous person in
1: Seattle. Yeah. No, it was after the Beastquake run against New Orleans. You think so? It was before that. Well, he he became the most famous person in Seattle the minute Ichiro was traded. Yeah, that's true. That's when he became the most famous guy. Because Ichiro was king there for Mm -hmm. a decade plus. Yeah,
0: 13 years
1: pretty much. Something like that.
2: I would also love to throw Seattle's coach on the list. But no, I can't. You can't do that.
0: Pete Carroll. Carroll. Tom had the this, same question the other night.
2: You want no, to put
1: Beizerman for Detroit?
2: I know I can't put him on the list because yeah. he's not a player, he's a coach, but I would love to put him on the list because how recognizable is Pete Carroll
1: in yeah. Seattle? Come on, He's yeah, an icon. true. He is. And the crazy thing is that there were people that thought he was not going to do well there because he was coming from college, and his first mm. in the NFL was hit or miss. It's kind of amazing. the back, he's got a ring
0: now. Never know what could happen. He, oh, He almost had two. All, All he had to do Coke. was
2: hand it to the best running back in the entire league who was having an insane record-breaking season. But, no, we're going to throw it over the middle, which,
1: to be fair to him, should mm-hmm. have worked. So, you know the, reason, the, the conspiracy theory as to why he told Russell Wilson to pass. What is that? Is that he didn't want Marshawn Lynch to win MVP. And this is your ball. No. No. I'm going to tell you right now
2: exactly what happened. Every person on the face of this earth, including the guy who caught the fucking ball, Malcolm, whatever the hell his name was. Malcolm Butler. Butler. Malcolm Butler expected the run. Everyone expected the run. So he said, I'm going to catch him in the blitz, and I'm going to throw it right over the middle where my wide receiver is just going to slip right out and catch the ball, and that's going to be the game that's going to be over right there. Boom. But no, instead, that bumbling idiot Malcolm Butler somehow managed to fall into where the ball was and then go, oh, shit, I got to get out of the end zone.
0: Another big thing about that play is that a lot of times in those situations, the quarterback should throw it lower to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It should be towards their knees or their shins. And he should be diving down.
2: At the
1: same time, that play should have worked. It should have worked. It didn't work. You can't believe how close the receiver was to actually catching that ball. Oh, yeah. No, I know. So close. Definitely.
2: Like I said, Malcolm Butler, happened ily fell into the play. He was just like, oh, shit, there's a ball here. Let me hold on to it.
1: That was a crazy Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
2: That, that Super Bowl is insane because the catch just before that by – I was just um, going to say that. You beat me to it. Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse with that fucking bobble, bobble off his knee, off his foot, and then somehow it never touched the ground if and it was Seattle, a fair catch.
1: If, if Seattle scores the touchdown, that's remembered in the same veins as Tyree. Yeah.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's the helmet catch 2.0 right there. Yeah, that is. And or it, it, uh, Edelman's credit card hands catch – when he caught the ball, let go of it, and then
1: caught it again. Against Atlanta?
2: Yeah, that yeah. was
1: ridiculous. That was wild.
2: <laughs> oh, if, you think, if you think back on most Super Bowls, there are good amount of them that have plays like that, where it's just, hey, remember that one ridiculous play leading up to the team winning the whole thing? Yeah. The close ones,
0: though. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, most of them are, except for Denver-Seattle. That was just a shit show. And and this past year. Yeah, this past year. And, uh, well, Atlanta was supposed to be a blowout, but then Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did that thing that they do sometimes.
0: No, Kyle Shanahan did that thing that he usually does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is a video uh, by Five Points Vids on YouTube, and he did if Atlanta kneeled on every play. I think it was five points. I know somebody on YouTube did. Uh, if Atlanta and done every play, and they'd win the Super Bowl. They would have won. Yeah. They would have won. Yep. I'm also worth noting that Secret Base is going to do a seven part docuseries on the Falcons that I'm really looking forward to.
0: That'll be That's good. going
1: to be amazing. So, right, getting let's get going, to eight. back on track with number eight. Tony has Brock Besser. I have Kyle Seeger. This is where I have the top nine Seattle Mariners. Zach, who's your number eight?
0: Uh, I got Brandon Sutter.
1: Brandon Sutter. Sutter. Sorry. I knew I was going to botch that up. It's Ryan Sutter and Brandon Sutter. <laughs> yeah. Two T's. That goaltender
2: uh, is still in Vancouver, right? Brain Holpe? Uh, he's not was Holpe? No, not Holpe. The other one. The one Martin, that was doing really well. Demco?
1: Demco. Demco's still there. At, I'm putting Demco at eight. That for Demko makes an appearance on the list in number eight for Trish. Damn right he does. So Tony's number nine was, quote, that rookie that the Mets traded to the Mariners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate him so much. I know he's going to listen to this. later. I, Tony, assume, you're an asshole. I assume it's Jared that, Kalanick.
1: I assume that's Jared Kalanick. It is. <laughs> number nine for Tony. If I, mean, tell, I
0: despise you,
1: If he tell, especially if he tell, on this
0: night that we're blowing the division lead.
1: He's literally saying that as the game is unraveling. In if we didn't
0: trade him, I wouldn't care about Conforto not doing jack shit this year.
1: <laughs> you just sent Zach into just... even. You know what, Eric? Just
2: because of how sad that made Zach, I want that guy as my number nine as well.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Trish. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Oh no! The,
1: the, the, the love between the four of us and John and and Tom is just it's just, it's something to behold. He, should,
0: he, <laughs> he just should we haven't had a good outfielder in God hey, knows, hey, Zach, <laughs> I'm
1: going to put Jared Kelvin at nine
0: too. Oh, here. I didn't want him on my. I'm list, kidding. I have, but, I'm huh? kidding. I
1: have Chris Carson at my nine. Oh, okay, <laughs> I have the running back for the Seattle oh. Seahawks and Marshawn Lynch's uh, replacement. <laughs> Very upsetting night. Zach, who's your number nine?
0: Uh, I got uh, Halak.
1: The Halak Nest Monster. Yes. He makes an appearance at number nine.
0: The beast. I remember playing him in NHL 09. He stopped every shot.
1: Shout out to Halak for just shutting down the Capitals in 09.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Washington, very clearly the best team, and Montreal just comes in there and wins. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm
1: going with Halak for 10. You want Halak at number 10? Yes. So both of you guys just put Canucks that have not played a game for the franchise. I have someone as my number 10. I have Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. The defenseman that they acquired from the Arizona Coyotes and that blockbuster trade on draft night. Yep. Tony's number 10 is Philip Grubauer, the other goaltender for the Seattle Kraken. Zach, who's your number 10 around this thing out?
0: Because Tony made me so upset and oh no i know because i'm upset is why he should be on my list we,
1: we know he's listening too he,
0: it's jared kelnick zach is should be the good. should be Mets superstar but the will ponds were cheap fucks and wanted edwin, edwin diaz and robinson cano
1: hmm. well you can't say they're cheap and then decide to say hey they want the robinson they take the robinson cano
0: contract <laughs> I mean, Yeah, I guess that's true because they are paying a shit ton. Luckily, it did PEDs, so we're not dealing with that right now. <laughs> so for the
1: next episode, now Trish said he wanted to do the entire country of Canada before this recording, all in one. Yes, all in one, now, every team. Now, Even, uh, here's, your, no here's your question, guys. This is to both of you. Would you rather do the entire uh, country of Canada besides the Canucks or would you just do the city of Toronto and then do the rest of Canada another time?
0: I'd, do, I'd rather do just Toronto on its own. Just because
1: Toronto. Like, yeah. Well, okay,
2: so hold on. What about this? We do an east-west, right, and we cut it at Ottawa to break up the east and the west of Canada, and then just leave out Toronto and Vancouver since we lump Vancouver in with Seattle. What I was seeing then, that everyone
1: was doing Toronto and then the rest of Canada is another one.
0: So why don't we why don't we just plan for Toronto and we'll ask Tony yeah. what he thinks? Yeah, or, yes, or
1: we put a poll out on Twitter. We could do that we too. Do, we could why do don't that. we just why don't we just put a poll on the too many men Instagram and too many men Twitter, whether they want to see us do Toronto or Canada as a whole. You're gonna have the weekend to vote and we will reveal the results on the next episode so we will leave it in the hands of the listeners yeah you guys pick yes you pick you pick for us that is i I think that's That's a great idea thank you i have my moments by the way shout out to espn2 for becoming the yoke show today amazing that was awesome
2: i love when i love
0: when they do that the air guitar is very weird was- why, why is there a whole competition on that? I could Anybody Hold could on. go up there.
2: Excuse me. Yeah, Air guitaring is a very skilled craft.
0: Sarah. Oh, I'm sure it is, Trish. No, do, you, no. do you dabble those in guys, that craft?
2: No, those guys in those competitions, I've watched it before. It's yeah, legit. I watched it
0: today. It was a joke.
2: No, it's was not l- a joke. I was
0: laughing. Dude, as I those was guys
2: literally have to learn the actual finger movements that
0: you do on the no, guitar. No, no. Yes. This guy, they played a song of it just saying ESPN Ocho for a minute and a half. They and did. It was in a rock, and it was in a rock theme, Trish. And he just sat there moving his arms as if he was playing a guitar. Shout not out, even to the beat.
1: Shout <laughs> out to the guy looking like Evil Knievel stopping the wheel with the microphone. Yes. The
0: second time. Trish, it was awful. I'm telling you. Was, I, all right i granted yes there's probably some air guitar tournament somewhere in the world where people take it seriously and it's something really cool yes. but what was on ESPN show was an absolute joke and i was it was, <laughs> it was i couldn't it, even believe they had a commentator it was it. it was actually kind of funny it was funny i was sitting there i was laughing i was That's having a good whole time point. The I logo, know. let's see how this plays out
1: for him Colin. the logo of the oh air guitar the u.s air guitar is a guitar pick with the stars and stripes and a solo yep. of a guy just doing an air guitar. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: <laughs> so among the other highlights, they had the Minecraft championships.
0: Oh, ooh, nice! The
1: Tetris championships. The puppet. Okay, that's legit.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's
1: tough. And at Tetris five, at five thirty p.m. today, Eastern Time, the USA Mullet Championships.
0: The mullet. Ooh that's sick god i love america
1: yeah <laughs> and at 11 p.m before the ocho goes off the air highly recommend you watch the death diving Championship.
0: oh yes that sounds good
1: that is gonna be
0: that's gonna be a treat
1: so that is gonna wrap it up for this episode of too many men all of our episodes are available spotify soundcloud wherever you get your podcast also i'll be going to the mets game on tuesday i'm expecting a loss I'm just. I'm ready to be hard. You
0: should at this point.
1: Against Washington. Um,
0: yeah. Why would we beat them? Why would they beat? Why would we beat anybody in our division at this? So point? So yeah.
1: Make sure you vote in our poll. We're going to poll on Instagram. We're going to poll on Twitter. And we're going to have our graphic for all of our shining stars from the Pacific Northwest available soon. So that's going to wrap it up, and we will see you next time for another episode of Too Many Men.